I'm not scared to go back to zero because I've been there before. I know how to do that really well. Have I done enough? Could I have done more performing and stage-wise? Bro, I don't fuck with no rapper. Because at the end of the day, as long as you fully believe in yourself and you know what you're capable of, then it's all it's it's going to come like set up a plan to 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 finally do that thing that you've always wanted to do that you're passionate about g'day g'day welcome back to another episode of a lot to talk about it is your boy the captain of the ship the man in charge bradley j driver of course, you can call me Brad, and I'm blessed to be here. I love doing this. Like I get to meet great human beings and share a different story. And today is is no exception to that. Today's one that we've actually been teeing up for a while. I'm going to introduce our guest and give him the intro that he bloody well deserves. He is the voice that I believe will elevate the Australian hip-hop scene on the international platform. He's the boy from southwest Sydney, who loves and reps his area of Liverpool very well, but also has so much message and meaning behind his music. And I feel like there's so many things that we're going to connect on outside of music when it comes to life and family and stuff we'll chat about today. But from your home, your car, or wherever you are, give a very warm welcome to the one, the only, Mr. B-Wise, a.k.a. Jamie. How are you, brother? Appreciate you, brother. Thanks for that intro. Bro, (laughs) pleasure. Fire, man. Thanks for having me um, part of your show. Thanks for coming to the to the crib oh man right it's, it's great yes, the sir. view was here the planes were in the sky yeah, doing their man. thing so we out here bro so right it's a, it's a pleasure to be here man nah, thanks for coming so impressed by you everything that you're doing your music not even just from a the perspective of being an artist we're talking before you're doing mm. some great things behind the mic as a host yep, yep um with a new show and we'll dive into all of that today yeah I think it's really important when it comes to art and music to talk about who you are and where you come from yeah. because so much of that forms who you are as a human and that's kind of the message that's embedded in your music. Like mm. a lot of your music speaks to the culture of hip hop and, you know, what's happening in the Australian scene, but so much of it is who you are as a human. In fact, my favourite song of yours, I hope I pronounce this right, is Zena. Oh, thank you. Yeah, Zena, man. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That and, and I've done a bit of research on that. And what that word actually mm. meant, mm-hmm. correct me if I'm wrong here, but good father. Yeah, basically. And it's written about your grandfather. That's right. So I want to dive into all of that today, man. So give us an idea of who you are, yeah. who the man behind the name is, maybe where that name come from, be yeah. wise, because yeah. I love it. Yeah. And a little bit about your early years. Um, well, man, with me, man, I was like, you know, it's everything's on the sleeve and, you know, yeah. it's out there in a sense. But um, for me, like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I started out, uh, in this business or the entertainment side of things as a as a rapper you know recording artist and um and that's where that's where that's who i am um you know what i mean um and yeah i guess you can just say like you know i'm a i'm independent you know what i mean i i've i've always like kind of driven my own thing and mm. pushed my own thing with with the great team that i have um you know so our thing's always been like a slow burn um you know of substance you know what i'm saying yeah. so everything we've kind of done is like we've grind, grinded it up from the bottom because like now like I've, I feel like when I sort of started doing this music, uh, particularly as a rapper uh, um, uh, in Australia, um, the infrastructure as much wasn't as there, you know what I mean? Like for it was sure. always there for America and for like even the UK was just starting to get its infrastructure. But for here it's just like 
um, we've always been kind of like building the platform of what that means and what that is. So, I mean, yeah, I love I love recording, and making music. Now, as you mentioned as well, now I'm also getting busy on on on, on the mic. We we co I've got a got my own show as well, like yeah. a specialty show uh, called By Your Side with Cater. So, you know, I'm trying my hand in in uh, in hosting um, and even film. Man, you're gonna see me in film this year as well. So, like, That's you know, exciting. we. We're pushing it all. But at the main thing, yeah, it's just like, yeah, man, um, 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 that's what I am. I mean, to sum it up uh, even more so, you know what I mean? I'm an African-Australian, um, yeah. you know, uh, Aussie-bred uh, kid out here. I mean, you know, from southwest Sydney. <laughs> you know, yeah, I, yeah, I can keep going with this. Yeah, if that no, I love the it, question. bro. Yeah, I bro. love it. The, like I said, that song of yours is my favorite. And we spoke about it a little bit when I got here. Mm -hmm. um, sort of the mutual connection between us is... Yeah. I guess one of the masterminds and I guess the technician behind yeah. a lot of your music videos um, and my very good friend who most of the people who listen to this podcast would know quite well, Joey Plum. Joey, yeah. And um, Joey was actually episode three on the pod. Oh, we right. About, he went back home to, to Ghana. Yeah, 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 and yeah. And his story behind that was incredible and I, I've just always, he's just such a close mate of mine that I love his story. Nah, and he's a good man. Love what he does. He's a good man. I remember him telling me that as well about the Ghana well, bro, trip. Yeah. He was my introduction to you yeah that's what's up yeah that you were and saying yeah so i remember he showed me one day he goes hey i've just done this clip and it was probably like two or so on i was like oh this is really i really like this mm -hmm. a good vibe and i think i could have my order of events wrong here but i think the first one was maybe summer freaks um or no no so the first one we did with joe uh, uh the first project i worked on with joe was um a song called won't stop um uh, one featuring four. one four yeah so i did a record with them and then i came up like we kind of sat down sat down with joe got introduced to joe i think it was through my manager or someone and then um yeah we just kind of went back and forth created that concept then we did like the visualizer on um on summer freaks yeah and then is in uh, the song you mentioned before like yeah we did that and that one actually turned out in a very interesting way because that rec that video when we when we sat down and we planned it mm you know, we would, we had like this massive kind of like treatment, which was going to take a lot of, you know, um, a lot of movement, a lot of activity. Um, you know, you had some of the great, she was in, I believe she was in Zambia or South Africa at the time. Yeah. Um, you know, Milan, everything. And as well, COVID was sort of like doing its thing at yeah. the same time. So, I mean, we were logistically trying to make this work and Joe being the superstar, he is like, we realized that we're going to hit a, like hit a roadblock. Um, mm. Because then I think the new Omicron wave started or whatever. And then it's just like, all right. So what we did is we, you know, we quickly pivoted and he pivoted like in, in, a, in a way that he does is, is that we ended up, you know, using one of the scenes, which was to like connect people, you know, on Zooms and all those types of things like that, where everyone's kind of engaging with the song. And we made the whole video around that and we just added a bit more context to it. So, yeah. and it ended up being quite organic and it ended up quite actually hitting the mark even yeah. more so like you know because everyone could relate at that moment you know being at home and just needing something to uplift so i mean that was really the good thing about that record and the video well the reason that that song has become my favorite of yours was like you said in a time where we were really all just trying to get through covid yeah and get to the other side and we sort of lost connections in the sense of not being able to see our family and our friends in the physical. Yep. And that song and the way it was done through Zoom, and I still remember he showed me and he said, hey, what do you think of this? Mm -hmm. And I, I fucking loved it, man. Like just the Thanks, vibe of the yeah. song and the way it lifted the energy. 
and even more so, like I said, the fact that it had so much meaning behind it for you. Yeah. And for me, like, it's such a great record and, like, I jammed to it in the car. It's probably got... I reckon it's going to be up there for 2022 on my Thanks, Spotify man. rap. Appreciate it, bro. Um, I hope you keep running it up, man. Yeah, bro, <laughs> I'll keep running it up for you. I it's, love um, that record, man. Um, even on a personal note, like, it just was, like, you know, because of, like, having African heritage and that I hadn't really explored that side uh, in my music yeah. and in my art. I mean, I've always been approaching, like, my music in a sense in what, you know, I think people want to hear or what I think rap should sound like or what that kind of shit. So with that, it was kind of like getting to that point and in that project, it was just like, I want to do something for me that, you know, that means something to me. And, and for those who hear it, it might mean something to them as well. But, you know, and then like naming it after um, my grandpops as well. So just kind of like stamping that, you know what I mean? So yeah, that, that one was a special one for me for sure. Let's talk quickly about that. I want to... I was going to head in one direction. We'll go yeah, back to your yeah, journey, but yeah. I really want to head in the direction of your, your grandfather. And mm. I know in the African culture, mm. in any culture, like your grandparents are super important. I've mm. only got one pop. My mum lost her dad mm. when she was 16. Sorry, so I never met him, but mm-hmm. my, my pop and I are super tight. Yes. Yeah, yeah. 86, just an absolute legend. He actually lives below me. Oh, that's what's so up. I see him all the time. That's what's and up, he's bro. just such a legend. We had a big event on the weekend. Yeah. I had another charity marathon and yeah. he sat there for for five hours in the sun on his camp chair refused to leave wow. just to watch the whole crew cross the line so i'm, I'm super close with my family and i know in the african culture mm. though um, my mate taku talks about mm. it a lot he's he's from zim and mm. saying grandparents are almost like parents in a is sense that, they play is, a huge is that taku not not that taku was on telly yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> he's one of, him and i got a podcast yeah together yeah, as yeah. Well, word, word, word. shout out to him bro it's good to see it's good to see. It was good to see some like color man on on, right. on the Aussie TV on the reality show. He's shows, such a so. legend, eh? Yeah, shout out to him. But yeah, sorry, man. So he was saying something as well. He, yeah, he was saying grandparents are such a big part of African culture. Almost in a sense, they play like a parenting role. Yeah, it is, man. Um, like a hundred percent. Um, like with with being with myself, like I was born here, and you know, um, so uh, but being like you know biracial, my mom was from here, but dad's from there. But he was always important that we need to go back home and kind of like sort of see the land, understand the land and and yeah. understand our culture. So from a young age, we'd always travel back to Nigeria and that. Anyway, like then I, that's because my grandpa didn't do much flying, bro. Like he's not, he's not yeah. traveling overseas. He's not they coming this way. Nah, 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 nah. He's staying, yeah. he's staying where he is. And, you know, he was also like, you know, those 80s, you know, they get those 90s and yeah. thing. Anyway, like he did become like a very, like a next father figure. He definitely was a... a uh, point you know for me understanding more about my culture and where i'm from and identity and um and even to be even frank it was just good to see your dad getting told off you know what i mean every now and then so yeah yeah to see your dad get told hey like you can't go out or you can't leave yeah. this house right now i was loving that shit yeah, uh, you know sure. what I mean? i'm not sure if i can cuss with it man, yeah. go for your life. so um but there in general and just kind of like having that older wisdom and and there's even even there was like minor language gaps, uh, barriers, but we there was still a clear understanding. If that makes sense, you know what I mean. Um, sure. Everything still made sense. Where everything was still clear, and yeah, some things are just better unsaid. But anyway, like, yeah, I I I can say that, man. Definitely like that. It's true what you say there. Like even with a language barrier, when it comes to family and mm. culture, mm. like there's almost a separate language mm. that is just understood. Mm-hmm. Well, that's it. One hundred percent. Like there's just 
something you know what i mean there's a look even sometimes that you'll yeah. know what you know what you're saying but that's that's what it is with with blood you know what i mean we know definitely we know where what we're saying when we're saying it there were three things that stood out to me mm-hmm. when i was doing a little bit of research and i don't often research before a potty i usually like to come in but i feel like i usually like to come in i like to call it larry king style <laughs> but i don't know if i can compare myself to the king you know yeah yeah but yeah. i love to come in and and almost make out it's two strangers meeting for the first time. So I think there's yeah. a lot of curiosity in that conversation and some really raw honesty that comes to the surface. But we sort of had a little bit of time in between organising this and it happening. And I remember just doing a bit of research and I come across a Red Bull music video you'd done two oh, yeah. years ago, yeah, yeah. Um, an interview, and mum and sis were front and centre. Yeah. And you could see that love for family. Then there was two TikToks that popped up, one where... You were just told, surprise mum and dad, yeah, add, yeah, yeah. that you'd finish a university degree and dad's jumping and he's embracing in a hug. And yeah. then sis coming back from spending two years overseas through COVID and yep. surprising you. And you thought yep. it was menu log That's and right. just there's this emotional moment. And for me, I connected with that so much. Dope. Everyone who knows what I'm about here on the podcast knows how tight I am with my family. And yeah. man, my, my family is responsible for me being here and being healthy now. There was That's what's up. definitely a lot of, man, it was a, a lot of them putting in really hard work and mm. sacrifice with my health mm. to allow me to be here thriving in this moment with these mm. opportunities. And I'm so grateful for them. And in my humble opinion, mm. I've been blessed with the best, you know, I think I've That's got the good, best family bro. in the world, but I love seeing you, so close to yours yeah yeah. what do they mean to you and how do they inspire what you do now man they mean they mean a lot to me like i mean it's 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 like it's clear i've always i've i've always tried to i've always spoken about like you know my family in dynamic or i've always spoken about like you know try to let people know where i come from or what i do and everything like that but it's important for me to have family but like I, it kind of like you see even like the way I think because it's just like it's yeah. a lot like it's an emotional thing because even for example you see I've got family you know like my dad and sister will be living yeah. overseas then I've got you know mom just down the road with another sister and that kind of thing because we grew up so tight-knit but also now everyone's living and doing their own thing in life yeah. whether it's business or work we've all been separated in for that sure. way so I mean family is super important uh, to me and we all are still connected but it's but the, but the same time, I mean, like they've, they've, it's always had a big impact on me and my music. For sure, yeah. man. And it's it's similar for me. I get so emotional when I talk. Want to say, that's all good with the... the yeah, bro, that's all good. All right, cool. Someone's no, going ham on the vacuum. Yeah, next I was just like, yeah, I was sitting there, I'm like, yeah, someone's just vacuuming away. I might, get, do, I might get close to the door. Bro, my <laughs> thing is whenever I record or do something at home, everyone knows because I put it on social all the time. Yeah. There's a park across the road from my house. Yeah. And the, I reckon they mow it every day. Oh man! I don't know how there's any grass left, but every day, man. Some people so it's love like to mow, man. <laughs> ten o'clock every day, man. I'm like, someone's charging the council way too yeah, much for that invoice. Yeah. Like they're coming in daily. Real talk. Real but, talk. Um, but yeah, I, I love what you said there, man. Family is so important, and it definitely inspires me. They've they've given me such a clear sense of purpose mm. and what I want to achieve in my life, and I can see that for you too. And one, you, one thing, sorry, to cut, like yeah. actually, I didn't realize. I didn't think I even answered. You also asked how they inspire as well. Yeah. And another thing I think is that is that with them and with family, which you might agree, is it's like they also like the drive. You know what I mean? And for the sure. drive I mean by that is like, is that you know we grew up in certain in a certain way. Like we grew up happy. Like we didn't have everything, right? But we were happy. 
mm. um, for the most part with because we had each other and, and we made the best with what we have. But my thing as well is like when I see my family and where we are, it's like I want more for us as well. Like I want to do more. So like um, definitely like, you know, changing the, the, our generational gap and, 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 and making things, you know, like doing things for our generation, being the first in my family to maybe do something or whatever. But, you know, really to push. Like so when I look at them and where we are, that's like my drive every day is to make things better for our, for our, for our family unit. I love that, brother. Yeah. One thing that I got really clear on in the last sort of year, last two years of my life have been incredible, man. I quit mm. my job, left an industry that gave me no purpose anymore right. in, in yep. real estate. And I, I started to pursue what I actually love, yeah. which was conversation and storytelling. Okay. And just so much has happened in the last two years through me really coming into my own yeah. and, and realizing that I needed to actually put some action behind the intent of my purpose. Yes, sir. And I've written at the front of my journal. I like to journal every day if yep. I can. And I've written at the front of my journal my, what I believe my purpose to mm -hmm. be anyways. And it's to uplift and inspire hope in others through story. Love that, bro. And that comes from my family, man. So I was, I don't know how much you know about my story, but I was born with cystic fibrosis, which right. takes the lives of 50% of Aussies before the Is age of 27. Right? And I'm 26 now. Wow. Um, but doing so amazing. You've passed that average. Yeah. And the life expectancy is around 36 to 40, right? Yeah, right, bro. My parents, when I was born, knew nothing about CF. Mm -hmm. They, they were basically told that your son's got cystic fibrosis and you better learn about it pretty quickly. Gotcha. And at the first ever specialist appointment, he said to my parents, your son would be better off with a terminal illness that would kill him or he'd get over. This is going to wow. ruin his life. Wow. And the thing that I'm so thankful for and why I see them as my biggest blessing ever mm -hmm. is in that moment, they got up, they walked out and they said, you'll never see us again. They found someone who had a different opinion and I could not blame my parents if in that moment they'd mm. believed what they'd been told by a specialist. Yeah, yeah. But I'm so, so thankful that they seen a more positive outlook for my future. And that's been bred into me. I'm the most positive human being I love that, bro. on this planet. And I honestly believe I can make such a difference. And that's why my purpose is what it is. And it's, it's literally, like you said, it's been my drive these mm -hmm. past two years that you know what they sacrifice so much for mm. me to be who i am and to be where i am with the opportunity that i have right now yeah. that anything short of amazing is just wasting that opportunity and Facts. and that's what makes me work so hard brother and that's why i'm doing this and that's why i sold my apartment uh, that's why i quit my job show, shout out to you for that and shout out like like for even like thinking in that turn in that way as well man because like taking that step and that leap you know what i mean you even just mentioned like selling your, your apartment car and all yeah. that like you're building capital for you to go forward to do as well what you want to do but here's the thing is it's like bro you know in 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 all instance you know what i mean and the, the 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 term is thrown around loosely of you know life can be short but the thing is overall like it can all be gone tomorrow so it's just like i feel like we have to we have to make those moves and take steps to to do at the end of the day what we want that will make sure. us that will make us happy and content that you wake up in the morning like yo i'm 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 
I'm, I'm blessed here. I'm blessed to do, uh, to be doing what, like pursuing what I love and what I'm passionate about. Definitely. And then, like you said as well, like you're moving to also to help inspire others through your story and through your attitude, man. So like, look, hats off to you, bro. Like we here, we out here, you bro, know, I appreciate like it, doing man. it, bro. Like that's, I know that, bro, that, that risk of taking, I know what that risk, that feeling is like of like, you're yeah. like getting rid of that security of that day to day and like really leaping for it. Yeah. And I mean, you know, Cause like, trust me, it's it's doable if you got the attitude, man. Bro, one hundred percent it is, and and that's why that's why for me the family thing when I seen mm. that in you was was so important to mm. me. On one of the reasons I wanted to connect, and and then I just love the way that like you said it's driven you and and man we we all learn so much about where we come from in our childhood. Yeah. And my childhood was a beautiful experience. Like yep. I was so lucky, super tight my sister too. She's like my best mate. Shout out to to sissy as we call yep. her. Yeah. And I loved in that Red Bull interview, there was a moment where you showed um, footy oval or soccer oval. Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. you were talking about banging on those silver seats, man. Yeah, and yeah. we all know those silver seats are in the schools when yeah. you grow up. They're around those footy <laughs> ovals. Talk to me about the area that you're from. Yeah. Your, your friendships mm-hmm. and what you guys listened to and loved mm-hmm. and how that inspires your music and kind of the journey from what music meant to you then mm-hmm. as a young fella to... You being, how old are you now? I'm uh, 34 now. 34 yeah. now. You being 34, like, how's that journey evolved and, and what does music mean to you now compared to what it used to? So, if we're going back, um, like, yeah, so from, you know, where you saw me in that oval or past things, so, like, I grew up um, primarily, like, throughout my teens. Like, I grew up in um, in Liverpool, particularly Hoxton Park. So, around, that's that yeah. was the area that we... I came of age um, from, you know, from a junior. To, if, if I'm, to even get specific, I actually spent a little time uh, as an infant in a few places. So, mm. you know, I was born in Sydney, like specifically Milpera and that. Then, my, you know, we moved out to the countryside for a couple of years, like Country out boy. towards Double Canamble, that yeah. kind of thing. When I was really young, though, like I was, you know, probably like kindy, you know, um, yeah. year one, year two. Because my parents was a social worker, mum was a dad was a social worker, mum was a nurse, so we we're out there. And then we moved back to Sydney, and then that's when we um, resumed and moved into moved to Liverpool. And that's where I grew up, basically. And then in my uh, later years, even as an adult, uh, after high school and that, then we would spend a, f- uh, a couple of years out in Campbelltown ways okay, as yeah. well. So uh, until I moved out and found my <laughs> got my own place, you know, got it together. But yeah, that's but primarily for me. I mean, come where I came of age, um, and why I represent, you know, the area, and I always have for two one seven on for Livos. Like that was that's what we knew. That was like what me and my friends call home, and that's like where we really like was our stomping ground, and like we was really proud of just being from the southwest and and all of that. And I mean, I'm, I say that because like you know, at a time no one was really talking about it like we were talking about it. Um, and by we, I mean like my, the friend circle that I had and the clique that I was moving with. Um, you know, it wasn't popular. Now it's now it's the rave. Everyone's talking about they're, where they're from, but it's which is good. That's the whole point of this whole thing is that Definitely. we was trying to build our culture and let people know that there's more to Sydney than just you know Darling Harbour and and the Opera Opera, Opera House and all the rest of it. So um, yeah, and then for us, bro, like everything is tied in, bro. Like music was tied in. I mean, that's where we started rapping. That's where we was doing MCing. That's where we were doing house mm-hmm. parties. That's where we we're getting our name out even on my first release with the title called Area Famous was more about the title. That was more about me saying like I was known throughout my area. I'm for famous for my area for like for, for this rap thing and for this yeah. music thing. 
um, that over that you saw me out there, that was like where we would play soccer. And that's where, like, I grew up playing like soccer uh, quite competitively as well. Okay. Um, until I moved into like really just trying to concentrate on, you know, music and um, uni and all that. But um, that was also like a place we would congregate and, you know, we yeah. would go to training, but we'd also stick around. And that was where the energy was. And that's where we would vibe, we'd freestyle, we'd rap, we everything, bro. So that was just coming of age, you know what I mean? Yeah, I love it. Um, fast forward to now, you know, where I'm at now. I mean, a lot of years have passed. I've learned a lot. I've been through a lot. And I'm still going and I'm still learning and, and growing every day, bro. Like, that's the one thing is just like, that's is the difference now is that I've, I've just to trying to become more self-aware and and start to grow in the in the right direction Definitely. um you know use my finding ways to use my music or my art or platform to to not only help others but also to to keep you know invigorated and 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 excited about this this craft that we're doing you know because like i take rap serious like uh, rap rap music like changed my life you know what i mean like I live off this shit and like this is what I is what I do. So I, I try to give back as much as I can because I knew when I was coming up that there was no one, particularly for, you know, you know, black artists or people of color to say, yo, this is how you get in the game. This is how you go have a label meeting. This is how you do this. Here's yeah. the intro. I didn't get any cosigns, nothing like that. I did everything with the team, small team that I built around me. We just had to do it ourselves, you know? And so I try to give back in a sense to the people like me now, like the younger ones that I was seeing, just be like, yo, this is how you get it in here. This is what you do. Here's the intro there. If anything I can do to throw back, bro. You yeah. know, I had a really good conversation with a mate of mine on Sunday night. We caught up for dinner. He's one of my close ma mates. And we we're having a conversation about, you know, always having new goals and always having something to, to work towards. But the power of sometimes looking back and reflecting on, who you are, where you've mm. come from and, and what you've had to overcome to be the man you are. And I hear that right there and, and you're talking about, you know, doing this by yourself, no cosigns, no labels, working, like working for everything that you have right now. Mm. That must feel incredible. Is there ever a point where you sit and you reflect on that journey and, and reflect on what it's taken to be where you are now? Yeah, man, I mean, all the time, all the time. I'm just like, it's a battle of, you know, acting have I done enough? Could I have done more? And then, it, then the next day you're like, yo, like, fuck, look around you, bro. Like, you know, you've got this or you've done that and, you know, you're able to help family in this way or that way and before you wouldn't have, like, fuck, I couldn't even get it. Like, I was train hopping, bro, you know, mm. at certain points in my life, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, yeah, I, I definitely stop and think but at the end of the day, I think it's more, well, I'm trying to become more self-aware is just like, just to practice more humility and just um, and just be thankful for what I have, but also remain try and remain hungry and inspired and 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 just the ability to want to grow. You know what I mean? To grow. That's it. the main thing there. I think. Who's been your biggest inspirations throughout this journey on a on an artist basis? Like when it comes to writing, yeah, performing, releasing music that speaks to who you are. Like who have been the people that you go. Fuck, that's that's my guy. Well, that's my girl. That's yeah. who I look to. I look at like I mean, and he's the talk of the town, like of the culture right now. Like as far as like for writing goes, you know what I mean. Um, an impact. Uh, you know, Kendrick Lamar is like mm. been someone I've always like really admired. Um, you know, there's there's not really too much anyone needs to say. Like there's just, you know, we're around the same age as well, and just seeing like his 
journey and his growth and and also i was always able to relate to that element of that good kid from a mad city's element you know what i mean of yeah being the one kind of kid who's out like you know you know how to tussle with the best of them but that's not your life you know what i mean like you are surrounded by a lot but like you know you have more of a positive view on life you know so i mean always related with that as far as i mean um performing and stage wise bro i don't fuck with no rappers bro i don't fuck with i don't watch no rappers but i watch like i watch like the bobby browns bro like okay michael jackson's that sounds weird as hell but like i mean mj's the bobby browns the um who else who else who else um i i think just while you're, yeah. you're thinking of that i think that's so powerful because i think that's what grows the culture yeah. Is if you can have outside influence and, and go, how do I work this into, obviously your brand is hip hop yeah. in yeah. a sense where that's your genre, that's yeah. the kind of music releasing, but if you can have a different influence on stage. Yeah, yeah no, nah, but because hip, hip hop hip hop shows are boring, bro. They're fucking like, they're mad, like they've got mad energy, but sometimes you look at them, you're just like, you know, you're just like, all right, DJ, rapper. Yeah, yelling. Well, the crowd does more of the fucking shit than a lot of. If, 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 <laughs> yeah. if you fuck with me, like yeah. in today's in today's day and age, the crowd does a lot more than the than the artist does. Yeah. So, which it should be other way around, sure. you know. But anyway, like the reason why I say I watch a lot of the people who like because stage presence to me is important. Stage setup, lighting, um, you know, and the to create experience. And I think if anyone's been to like a show of mine, it's not. That's like where it's just like a, uh, one of our like headline shows and things like that. You you'll be able to tell like you, anyone who knows me live. Like I take those little elements you know quite um, seriously. And yeah, also sure. they also goes into a lot more into it. You know, not everyone has the capacity to you know like because it takes a lot of money to like really pull off a big scale production. Yeah. But I've always tried to make an effort consciously where it doesn't matter if we have a small ass fucking budget in a in a certain venue to a to a festival. We always try to. Um, you know, I've always tried to make sure that the, like the live side of things is, is dope, bro. Um, and then other than that, man, you know what I mean? Like I just, just people who just tap into their art inspire me. You know what I mean? Um, you know, Bob Marley's Tupac Shakur. Um, I love Nipsey Hussle, like, you know, rest in peace as well. Like, you know, his, mm. his ability to just, to really be self-made, be a businessman, understand the business and also like deliver good music as well. How important do you think that is now? And and probably that the answer is going to be a little bit obvious here, mm. very important. But how important is it for you and everyone in this space with the influence that you have to somewhat inspire the, the next generation of, of hip-hop artists mm. in Australia or the next generation of performers and artists to understand the business, to understand um, that the life doesn't have to be you know, the life doesn't have to be violent, doesn't have to mm, lead to mm, that mm, to that route, mm. like that there's another way to do this and there's a really healthy and um, an incredible opportunity in front of them. Um, yeah, man, like I, I tried to just, you know, they say like, there's a saying, they say like try to lead by example, you know what I mean? Um, so by that is like initially when coming into this, I wasn't trying to inspire anyone or I wasn't trying to think, maybe I don't even to this day, like, I, but I've just always just through tried to be conscious of, of um of my art and versus my business as well and making sure that you know that they they make sense because we constantly hear the stories you know all the time um of how artists just always end up on the shit end of their own 
Um, You know what I mean? So I've tried for that to not happen in my career. And I think we've done a good job so far, but that's also choices and partly why we've chosen the independent route at this stage versus anything else. Um, But at the same time, you know, what you were mentioning before as well, like I hope that through what my journey and then through people seeing things like this or just seeing other interviews or just seeing like how I move, you know, or how, you know, anyone like me moves, that the younger audience and our younger generations who's coming up into this game can be like, okay, cool. Like there's options. There's, there's ways for Definitely. me to get to it. Then, you know, versus like just having to sign away, you know, my whole life or something like that, because there are those options too. And they work great for some people and sometimes they don't for others. So, you know what I'm saying? It's a really, yeah. man, it's a really interesting conversation because I've definitely had that moment. Even from my standpoint, I'm, I'm far from musically talented. Mm-hmm. In fact, Taku and I like to mm. kick off every episode of our podcast with a song. It's never good. Oh, right. Um, it's more, that's why we do comedy podcasts. Right, right, know? right. Yep. Um, but what I, I understand when that drive to succeed is so strong. Yeah. You want to do everything you can to put yourself in front of opportunities. Yeah. And I've definitely looked at, like, I've been doing this for two years now and I sold my house after a year because I was (laughs) dead ass broke Mm. from Mm. pursuing this. And there's definitely times where opportunities have kind of presented where there was maybe an opportunity to combine with someone or Mm -hmm. to look at someone who could help promote this. And, but I've always had this issue with the minute that, what I truly believe in the minute that my message is slightly compromised and it's not worth it anymore. Yeah. But I understand I'm so blessed to be in a position where I can make that call mm-hmm. and go, well, maybe it's just going to take a little bit longer, but I have to do this independent. Yeah. Unless yeah. the right situation popped up. That's right. How hard is it to say no to opportunities and record deals when you, you are at that point of struggling and trying to succeed? Yeah, man, it's tough. Like um, to say no to, you know, if you've been pushing something and working towards something and then like, you know, someone puts a check in your face, mm. um, no matter what the number is, it's just like, that's more than what you had yesterday, yeah. you know? And you're just like, shit, do I take yeah. it? But like anything you take, there's always times, always something that comes along with it. Um, it's always going to be hard, but I think if you have a plan and if you have goals and you have set goals and targets already prior to you doing this thing then ask yourself when that check or when that opportunity comes in does that help you you reach that goal and does that help you reach that plan um and if so then you know what what like what what are the consequences of you doing like you know etc but main thing if it doesn't reach if it doesn't like help you get towards your goal or if it's going to make your goal seem a little bit more distant, but it's only a short-term mm. aid now, then you have to then keep it moving. Because at the end of the day, as long as you fully believe in yourself and you know what you're capable of, then it's all it's it's going to come. It's just a matter of when. Um, but that also again, it's easier said than done. Like it's 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 tough, but you got to stick it out. If as long as you 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 know you you've got a plan, you've got a goal, and you you're chipping away at it. Yeah, that's so important. Like we are talking about before, writing my purpose at the front mm. of my, my mm. journal. I had this goal, One of my, I had seven goals at the start of the year that I wanted to kick for this year. One of them was to go on a solo adventure. And a solo adventure? Yeah. 
like just go yeah, just travel somewhere by yeah, myself, by yourself, yep. just whether it was just a week or whatever. And I ticked mm-hmm. it off quite early at the end of Feb. It was the last day of Feb. I yeah. flew out of Port Douglas. And Port Douglas is, uh, is that, Vic- remind me, Victoria? Or, no, it's or the top of Queensland. Top of Queensland. It's an hour cool. north of Cairns, right? Yep. So it's the only place in the world that's got two World Heritage listed oh, sites. Right. So okay. Daintree Rainforest and mm-hmm. Great Barrier Reef. My plan was to have six days just chilling and two days where I had adventures. And in that six days, I wanted to be really alone. Like I don't get a lot of alone time. I've got really good group mm. of mates, great family around me. There's always someone in my social space someone to connect Someone always with. around. And I was like, I want just a week of alone time to really sit with my goals and everything and the direction I'm headed in in life and reflect mm-hmm. on whether this is 100% going in the right direction. Mm-hmm. And I started to write heaps in my journal that week. I listened heaps. I got off social for a couple of days and I was super in tune. And I feel like every little bit of mental frustration or every question I went away with, come back answered for. Mm. And I had this really nice clarity, but then life gets busy again. Mm. You forget a little bit of that. And I found at the end of April, like after about probably a month or two of just, I was doing good things, moving in the right direction, but just a little bit of complacency about, my exact direction and all Mm. of those goals i came back on it was actually on anzac day and i sat in front of my journal and i just looked and i was like i feel a little bit frantic right Mm. now Mm. you know what's my purpose what were my goals for this year Mm. what in my life right now is pushing me further towards that and what's moving me in the wrong direction i I culled those things where i could yep and i just got really clear about it is is there a process for you where you sit and reflect, is it journaling? Is it just conversation with a certain someone? Is it, or is it in your process of writing and making music that you get really clear on those things? Oh, I, I'm, I'm one of those like kind of like at the beginning of, or just before the beginning of a new year, I gotta, I've got to create some clear goals and visions. Yeah. Um, I've only started doing that last couple of years though, to, to be honest with you. Before that, my life was a bit, was everywhere you know what i mean yeah, likewise. Uh, yeah so like and then you start to realize there's only so much of that you can do you know yeah. what i mean um so to, to with what was happening and the changes that were happening in my life i then had to adjust my attitude and how i can maintain this ship to keep moving forward and even me my mental health and everything like that to make sure that i don't break down in any way and just to keep you Definitely. know going forward so i was like all right bet so I, i'd like to do like maybe a month out before you know before new year i set up some new goals i'll look at what i had done what i'd set up for that year and then mm. there's definitely a couple that would be like not ticked off yet and you're just like fuck you know i didn't get that done so yeah. i'll move it over to the next but maybe i'll readjust it yeah. retweak it to be like why didn't i achieve that okay for the next year i'll still have that same goal but there's a bit different approach i'll try to get to that you do know you, where do you write them um, I, I type it on my computer so I can see it on my back screen every day. Oh, nice. Yeah. I like that. So every day, like, I got the picture, the image of, like, my dream, you know, in dream, my dream property or whatever in front of me. And yeah. then, like, I got, like, the little note right there at the door. So I just hit it. I like that. And I open it up every day just so I can read it. I do have, like, a book, like, a journal as well. Yeah. But that's more for where I just put, like, like random, like, a song concept will come to my head or, yeah. like, um, something that I need to do. Like, I'll just write it, scribble it in or, you know what I mean? Yeah, or there's sure. some, some quick maths I need to get off my head. You know, like, yeah. I've got a do-it-all book, you know? Yeah. Bro, I, I, I found so much power. Because I'd always... R- written my goals in my notes bro my notes are a fucking mess <laughs> there's so much shit in my same, notes same, same. that it's like just stuff gets lost right, right? notes is crazy and 
I found that writing them in my journal. There's a guy I listened to a little bit. His name is mm-hmm. Ben Crow. Ben Crow. Okay. Um, so Ben Crow was like Andre Agassi, Kobe Bryant's mentor. Like, oh, yeah. help them sort of shape their story and, and share a story with the world. And he works with a lot of athletes, mm. Ash Barty, on just their mental state outside mm. of the game and mm. how to be the best versions of themselves yeah. and get the most out of their life. And he talks a lot about goals and a lot about purpose and... I remember listening to him on a specific podcast. Mm-hmm. You ever read The Resilience Project? No, Hugh I haven't. Van Cullenberg? I haven't. Fuck, it's an incredible book, man, yeah. to listen to or read. And Hugh interviewed Ben on his podcast called mm-hmm. The Imperfects. Okay. And he was talking about goals and purpose. And he said, and I'd never really thought about it like this before, but he said, your purpose is almost unachievable. It's the overarching true north, the thing that is the light at the end of the tunnel. You know you're moving in the direction of it and it should be Mm. pulling you towards what you're meant to achieve and fulfill in this world, but you never really get there. It's Mm. it's so it should be so big and it should be so ambitious that you never truly get there. Kind of like the sense that Matthew McConaughey talks about when he says, My hero is me in ten years, I'll never be there, but I'm moving in the right direction. Then he spoke about goals and he was like, goals should be measurable Mm -hmm. and they should be specific. Mm -hmm. And that almost hit me like a fucking Tyson right hook, right? Because I was like, (laughs) for so many years, my goals had been so unmeasurable and so open that it almost is self-preservation. Yeah. If they're so open and so measurable, I can kind of, I guess I can kind of like dip my toes in the water and go, yeah, Yeah. I somewhat achieved that. Yeah. And it kind of makes, it just gives me that sense of, oh yeah, I'm achieving, I'm moving. It doesn't make you, it doesn't, yeah, I got you. And I'm like, you're not fully accountable. Yeah. And so this year I was like, okay, I'm going to put a a measure of time Mm -hmm. on these goals and I'm also going to get really specific with what that looks like. And, and say, for example, one of them was to speak on five stages this year. Mm -hmm. And so I've done three of those now. And I'm like, the thing that I love about it is when I go back to the journal every day and I open the front page and Mm -hmm. it's got them, I'm like, okay, what's it's May now. Yeah. I've spoken on three stages, right? Beauty, I'm on track to achieve yep. that goal. Yeah. Whereas if I'm looking at it in May and I'm like, fuck, I've got to speak on five stages. I've not done one yet. That's I've it. got some shit to get sorted. That's it, man. And and for me, I think that's the, the message for anyone back home. I talk about this a lot, but just get measurable with shit. Write stuff down. Yeah. The time frame thing is good. Like it keeps you accountable and it keeps you having to, having to like, yeah, actively move towards that, you know, like every day. So... That's that's the thing, and I like what you're saying before. That talking about like, even but even a goal that like seems so, you know, so un unrealistic. You know what I mean? I I think that's a good way. Also, I think it is a good thing to have goals. A lot of people will deem unrealistic. Like the higher you shoot, you know what I mean. Even if you do shoot, you know, you shoot for the stars. You know, they say land on the moon kind of thing as well. So I mean, that's one thing I think as well in like Australia in general that I've always been struggling with is like. You know, you might have such big dreams, ambitions, and this can be shut shut down quite easily because it's like we have a we have a culture, a bit of tall poppy syndrome here. It's just like don't go too big, you know. Like just remember, yeah. you know what I mean. But then like we'll be also the quickest to celebrate when someone does it, you know, massive. Yeah, who's one of us, and we're like, oh, that's ours, like that person, you know, from here. So I mean, like I really, I've always been sort of like someone who's dreamt big and, and that kind of thing, but. I feel we should all, to the to a degree, we should also aim to 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 you know reach for the stars and you Bloody know earth, and, and, and but at the same time have some goals 
along the way that keeps us accountable and 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 we mark measuring knocking off those targets you know what i'm saying definitely yeah there's a guy that i was listening to a bit recently his name's mo gordon Mm. and mo is the ex ceo of google x Mm. and he's they call him the happiest man in the world he's an expert on happiness and he lost (laughs) his son to a really tragic um really tragic loss through a simple appendix removal but his son, he said that he's really adopted the purpose that his son once had. His son wanted to make millions and billions mm. of people happy around the world. And he said he never spoke much, but whenever he did, it was very profound. And he gave this really true account of his son's life and spoke about the impact that his son has had on him and now his purpose. And one thing I loved is when he was speaking about goals and purpose, he spoke about expectation. Mm. And he said, there's no place for expectation in your life because expectation in the uncontrollable nature of life Mm. always leads to disappointment. Mm. He was like, if you remove expectation and focus on small achievable goals and then a large overarching purpose, Mm -hmm. you're on the right track to always be really satisfied with where you're at and to have true happiness. And I feel like that's something in the music industry that would be Mm. really hard to remove expectation because especially in a country like Australia Mm. where hip hop, is taking time to grow and mm. it's like we said it's it's better than it's ever been mm. but there's definitely still for you i can imagine like looking overseas at the us mm. and the opportunities that are available there yeah. in that space yeah you'd have some expectation but it's it, it really does lead to disappointment if you allow it to to hang over your head for too long totally man um i think it's a good point you made there um just in general i think even for artists and from now today in 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 the business of it, um, you know, numbers matter a lot now. Um, not not so much, you know, to the artist maybe itself depends, but, you know, to the business side of it and to everyone around you, like, you know, numbers and what everything seems is, is a lot. So if you don't reach a certain expectation number-wise, you know, could be streams, could be could be whatever, um, then, yeah, there's a, there's a room for for you know for disappointment and for feeling you know sort of down and that kind of thing and i mean as well coming out of like a pandemic which also smashed up the industry all around the world for everyone that's another thing as well how i i think uh, what i do relate though or maybe kind of it's been a little bit of my philosophy as well is how i manage my expectations to a degree is is that i look at what i've done previously and then i'll say okay you did that off, you know, say no zero goals or whatever, but you, you know, you made some noise or did something there. So then what you did next, did it out, did you outdo or out overdo your first thing? Or did you, you know what I mean? The, what yeah. you did before that. Are you growing? Are you growing? So then I look at everything and I say, okay, I am growing. Like uh, I did, I achieved more on this than I did on this, on the, on something prior to everything, all the signs showing numbers are going to a certain degree are going up north so i'm like okay so i've achieved that that's my expectation but then you know so then so then the next one it could possibly you know what i mean that i want to that's my own measurement like you're measuring it against yourself so i'm trying not to measure against other people because then i would always feel like yeah you know i'm chasing chasing my tail you know what i mean because there's always going to be someone you know you, that you think or perceive might be doing bigger or doing better but in the instance it's like you got to stop living the moment and say look where are we, where are you in life and where are yourself and that does that bring you happiness that's what I'm kind of kind of at with that measure i love that man mm. because it, it's funny i've spoken about it before mm. on 
on someone else's podcast actually and spoke about I remember starting my show mm. and I had this blissful naivety that was like oh, in a year I'll be bigger than Rogan <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah you're like I'm like a- this is yeah and, yeah and I'm so lucky that at some point I just had such a love for what yeah. I do that that mattered less and it was yeah. like you said just yeah. about okay well where have I come from and what point am I at now like yeah. and, and what does that growth look like and and you're so right you bang on there that's it and don't take it away who's to say that you know in like next week or you know in a year or so you might be there or you might actually be doing business with Rogan himself you don't know don't rule that shit out you put it 100%. out there to the world you know what I mean? That that's that's the go. You know what I mean? It Definitely just right. all it takes is that one one moment. It's like it's the persistence with sometimes just a touch of luck. You know what I'm saying? For but sure. I don't like to leave everything to luck, so we just keep persistent and we we'll let the rest go from well, there. And you know what? I think I think persistence and hard work opens you up to luck. And I don't even know how to define luck because that there, there's another guy I listen to a lot of people. Mm. Man, there's another guy I listen to, Stephen Bartlett. Right. Who's incredible. Bro, you'd really love his podcast. Yeah. Um, he gets some great guests on from the UK. Guy who's made tens of millions. Mm-hmm. So went from being broke to having a really successful company he started. And his podcast is called A Diary of a CEO. The Diary of a CEO. Oh, I think I've heard of that. Yeah. He gets some great guests. He actually had Wretch32 on recently. Oh, really? Bro, awesome chat. Wretch. Really good chat. <laughs> yeah. Mad. Like he's had some really unique guests on. Mm. And, and I love his show for its diversity. Mm-hmm. But he was saying that a few people say he was lucky because the first person he asked for investment in his company invested 10,000. Mm. And he said, I always mention that when I stand on stage and people, he goes, I say to the crowd, do you think I'm lucky? And everyone goes, yeah. And he said, and then I pull up a slide, which is the email that I sent to this guy at 3am. And he's like, your hard work opens you up to luck. Persistence opens you up to luck. Luck is just the sign that you've been doing things right. Pretty much. I, I can agree with that. 100%. And I think luck where there's been no hard work, man, that's one in a million. Yeah. And, but then and we see it happen though. But do they, sure. does that anything, anyone in that capacity, do you see them last? That's the best point. Gary V talks about that a lot. Yeah. yeah Gary, when you, Gary when you v, come yeah. from the dirt and yeah. you've had to work for everything that you've yeah. earned, yeah. like you, you understand what the hustle requires. That's right. When it's handed to you and, and quite often what happens when someone inherits yeah. a lot of money or they're yeah. given a company or they're given a huge head start is they hit a little bit of adversity mm. and shit just falls to pieces. Shit falls to pieces. Or two or three generations down, they end up losing that. Yeah, they exactly. Then, or, or in an instance of like, you know, you know, let's say, you know, entertainment or music or whatever the case may be, you know, we hear them, they're called one hit wonders or things like that or something like that. Or some people just get really lucky, you know, and just something clicks Definitely. and something hits. And then, but then we don't hear from them shortly after or in anyone in any case where it's just hand, like kind of handed to you, it sort of disappears and it vanishes shortly after because there's, a, there's no hustle or learn or know how how to maintain that or how it was to get there definitely you know what i'm saying like bro i don't know if you're right or, or but like I, I was like I, we, bro, I was broke bro like i mean like you know mm. what i mean i'm not saying like again you know we were happy but we didn't have everything you know what i mean yeah and so the thing is was like any investment that we make or you know that, I, that i'll go and make or in my either myself or in something else or anything to just grow uh, at the end of the day like you know what i mean i'm not scared to go back to zero because i've been there before i know how to do that really well that's it. Let me be honest with you. So, I mean, like, so it's all good. I know how to get back. So, it's, it's calm, man. 
Fair Easy. to say you know the taste of tuna and rice, brother. Fuck I know that too. <laughs> bro, tuna, rice, me, garang and bread, you name yeah, it, cuz, everything. Bro, I, I know it too well. I love, I love what you're saying there about recognising mm. when you've got these opportunities ahead of you. You've had some great opportunities recently, I've seen, which was really cool, the, the Hennessy's yeah. opportunity yeah. with the NBA. Yeah. Talk to me about that. How'd that come about? Um, and yeah, shout out Hennessy. And um, uh, that basically came about my a bit of my persistence, like um, working, like sort of like shouting out that brand. Um, I mean, it wasn't anything like at the beginning, like sort of planned or something like that. Like in my everyday, like I just, you know what I mean? I love, you know, good cognac and that kind of thing. And Hennessy's just, you know, kind of grew up with it. And, and you know, it, it's, it, 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 you know, it was, it, you hear a lot of part of rap culture as well. So that's where you gauge For that sure. early interest. But I mean, but I mean, that, that was just something that was like part of my day to day life in a sense. And I, um, so like, you know, people, people would see it or you just see it around every now and then. Like, I mean, when I tour, it, that's my request for it to be on my rider. You know what I mean? That's my preference. And so I think the people at Hennessy itself or uh, their parent company, you know, caught wind of me and caught wind of like that. And also my audience probably tagging them up as well. Like y'all need to do business with yeah, this guy exactly, or yeah. something. But, um, and then I think, yeah. And we ended up reaching, speaking, you know, to the team and, you know, they reached out and we actually just started off doing a few opportunities together. Like, I mean, um, uh, they would, they would, uh, you know, they threw like some sort of some parties, like to relaunch, um, particular brands and to build the awareness here in Australia. And, and, um, I got involved on some of those, uh, like performances and special events, um, you know, they've invited me to different things. I've been able to have different meetings, meet different people. Um, and yeah, and they've also shown their support towards my music or anything like that. They're just I like, however that. we can get involved, let us know. Righty, so the camera just turned off on us. So yeah. we're, we're back. back. We're, we're back. back. Wanted to, firstly, you wrapped up, I guess, the, the NBA Hennessy stuff. Yep, yep. They've done an amazing job there and, and so exciting for you, man, to see yep. you get these opportunities. I really want to finish our chat before i get into a last mm -hmm. little final segment talking about the specifics of your music and mm -hmm. your writing yeah for you what's the process like when it comes to writing a song i know you said you've got that kind of little bit of everything book that the mm. ideas get jotted down yeah. in is there a writing process or is it just a little bit off the cuff when it comes to you um at the moment and what well, has been for a little bit um like originally i started off like any like kind of rapper mc like like I write everything, write the whole thing, then I'll just mash it to a beat. Then I went, you know, eventually to hear the beat, write everything, boom. But over the time, over the years, I've my, my style's kind of adapted or become a bit more free, trying to make it a bit more free to how I feel. Um, I th I'm one of the artists though, because I don't self-produce. Um, like I can, I can co-produce, I was in executive produce, like if someone, you know, is using all the things, um, you know, instruments or sounds, I can just oversee and say, I want this, take this out, remove that. Yeah. But um, I thrive a lot with a, like with a good producer, with a with a great producer who understands me or kind of understands like what what I do. So I kind of just like let the music now and what I've been working on at the moment is just like letting just feeling the music more out, getting on the mic, not writing anything down, and just sort of going. Um, yeah. You know, a lot of people like in the industry kind of do that as well. Um, you know, it's just like top lining or you know, um, but just sort of letting them. The melodies or the music run through me okay. and just letting it come you know like letting that. the words come letting let the feelings come and a lot of it at the beginning it sounds like a bit like gibberish and sounds like a bit of you know mess but it's just like a 
you put that mess together and you you you, yeah. you organize it and then everything is just then you've got some rhythm you've got some vibes and you've got some keywords and things then i start to go back and i listen to what i'm saying in a lot of that because you I, I pull apart and i'm like i'm actually saying what i want to say it just sounds in a way you know yeah, so then i go in and I, i'll rewrite it and i take my time and you know pull maybe certain lines or things that i've maybe had in that book and yeah. you know that might fit in sections and things like that so yeah that's just my process at the moment man is just trying to feel the music more than just sort of react to it you know well it's working fella yeah hopefully yeah so it seems it's like it's doing good, good. yeah yeah so that the last album on jamie we did a lot of that you know um versus the first album and the first ep was like writing to the beats but jamie was a lot more melodic and that's why you can hear a lot as well is like i felt free to sort of push myself a little bit in regards to like you know singing a bit more versus just rapping all the time for sure so um i found like i felt my my pocket and sort of found my range and, and things like that so yeah just went with that just by feeling the songs out i love that yeah. brother yeah i really want to finish this podcast with a with a new segment that mm-hmm. that's sort of come to my brain and i think it's really beautiful if you can get to the end of an episode an episode that's been as great as this has and recap everything that was said but also for, for some of the people listening, watching, they might be seeing this as the end, the conclusion of a great episode, or it might be the trailer to why you need to go and listen to the full thing. And what I've done is I've five questions on my mm-hmm. mess of the notes, All right. um, which is kind of rapid fire, right? I want to hit you with five questions that I feel like would beautifully wrap this up and, and give people the gems and the wisdom and the learnings from your life mm-hmm. to go and apply to their own, to put okay. a little bit of action behind their own intent, right? All right let's so we'll go through these relatively rapid fire. Okay. So I want to hear the one book or the one podcast you'd recommend someone listening to or reading. Um, the one book I'd recommend is is power okay yeah go check that actually i got it right here hold on mate i believe so i love it yeah go for it bro do what you gotta do i love it i can see will there as well how good's will yeah will will is like my next one that i'm getting into all right someone has definitely taken my book someone's nicked it that's how you know it's good though right i believe the author here it is here it is this right here by robert green Robert Green, shut up. Definitely, everyone read that. I might have to put that on my list, man. Put that on your list, and you can listen to it as well. It's just, a, it's just basically a bit, just about like understanding, you know, your position and being a leader. Um, you know, channeling your power, empower, empowering others um, around you. Um, yeah, but it's just the the dynamic of power. It's just, it's, it's, it's important to understand and be aware of. I love it's it. It's a great book. Number two, mm-hmm. the one skill that you recommend mastering that significantly improved your life? Um, skill. Could be anything. Could be something simple. Trying, trying be. to listen more. Trying to listen more. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Because you've got two of these and one of these, exactly, right? Exactly. Exactly. I learned that years later, you know, but listening more and then speaking less can, can be great. That's a great one. The one challenge that you've faced that's required the most growth to overcome? Um, Self-indulgence. Yeah. You know, vices, things of that nature. Yeah. Having a healthy balance of, you know, of life. There's always going to be things around us that can, that can, you know, take us off course. So just, 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 you know, healthy balance of life and taking care of yourself. 
I love that, brother. Yeah. Number four, this one here, the, the daily habit or ritual that it could be a, a morning ritual, it could be a, an mm-hmm. evening ritual for the day to come mm-hmm. that you feel benefits your life the most. Um, it sounds it sounds strange, like when you put it next to benefiting my life the most, but it helps a lot. Okay. To make, I, I make my bed every morning. I love So bro, I, I always make that. my bed because I feel like that's my first task. If I can get that task done, then I'll be able to get the rest of my task done during the day. So the rhythm will be make your bed, get to the bathroom, then get in the gym by, you know, by a certain time you want to be in the gym, mm. get back, start your day. So like once I make my bed, everything else flows. If so I don't make it, then everything gets a bit weird. It sounds like just a good morning ritual is yeah. kind of the key for you. Yeah. As they say, brother... Tidy space, tidy mind. That's it, man. Bro, if my bed's not made, like I usually go for a run and I'll make it when I get back. Yeah. Bro, it kills me. I feel like I can't get anything done. Nah, it's weird, man. Like you, like you said, tidy space, tidy mind. I you love know, it. You got to. I love it. The last one and likely the most important one of this whole podcast, the yeah. thing that I think is an opportunity for you to really speak to the world and to the audience here. Mm. The one message that you want to share with the world and if you could force them to act on it. What would that be? Um, the one message I would probably say, and we kind of touched on it earlier on, and and I think it might it might be well suited to your space as well, and to what you're doing and what I'm doing, and is that that set set up like set up a plan to 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 finally do that thing that you've always wanted to do that you're passionate about. Um, I mean we can go you can live life in two ways and that's by living to someone else's agenda or you live to your agenda um you know what i mean we've all done it we've all done you know worked in corporate environments and all these different things or whatever environment we've all worked for someone you know and we've all woken up on those days and we're like man i don't feel like going in or doing this Mm. today we've all had it right but we have to do it to to survive right but here's the thing is it's like that's not the only way to survive. You can even yeah. flourish if you just take the moment to invest in yourself versus investing in some other dickhead's dream. You know what I mean? So like, I love it, bro. It sounds it sounds about easy coming out of the mouth, but it is hard, and it's hard, and it's 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 daunting. But the thing is, it's rewarding, and it's it it just makes for like a better change, like for in your life. So I would always say. Just everyone always have a goal or something that's set up that they want to do that they're passionate about and find a way to get there. And that would even mean spending more time at the where we are now, putting a little savings aside, putting whatever we need to do, but try one day because at the end of the day, we're going to sit down and go, you know, at least I had a crack, you know? Bloody if, at least if I had a crack and it worked, it, it worked. Wonderful. If it didn't, at least there's no maybe, ifs or buts. I gave it a try. It was tough, but I had a crack. Don't die wondering, hey. Exactly, bro. Bro, it's been such a pleasure to sit and chat to you. I, I truly mean it. And, and in full honesty here, when we first connected, I, I knew a little bit about you, but over the course of the last couple of weeks in mm. particular, diving into your music, your mm. art, who you are as a human, I've come to have a real respect for you, man. And, yeah, and like you, I said, bro, I've been racking up the listens on Spotify, thank you, man. So thank you. I, I love what you do. I'm, I'm now a fan of not only your music and your art, but who you are as a man and Appreciate it's been a it, pleasure you know. to sit here and Likewise, and bro, story. the respect is mutual, bro. Real talk, man. Like everything you're doing and how you're moving and 
um, how dedicated you are to with your with 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 your craft and what you're setting up, bro. So much love. I appreciate it. Mm. Every link to wherever you can find this man will be in the show description. Go over there, give him the love he deserves. It's been a pleasure to have you guys listening to or watching this chat. As always, hit that all-important follow or subscribe button and we'll see you at the next one. Thanks, brother. Thank you, man.